Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Where today we're talking NWA Saturday Night on TBS from March the fourth, nineteen eighty-nine. We go to another month as we progress right along into, uh, furthermore, into nineteen eighty-nine. I am sitting here this week with the uh, great, the, <laughs> the greatest uh, Mud Show podcaster on earth. Doc Turner, that's right, Doc. How you doing? And uh, hey, Hard Body Harper's back. Only ten hey. minutes late today, man. We're living a dream. Mama Harper uh, plugged in the uh, new router last week, and that's why Harper wasn't on. And come to find out, Harper just told us as we were starting, uh, it was a bad, bad router. Yeah. So yeah, that sucks. To the new fucking box. So is so is it like a faster one, or what, what's the deal with the new one? It was the old one was. Was like it was like the old dinosaur one, and it, it they it it just didn't work anymore. Like they didn't use that kind, so they sent the fucking new one, and I hooked it up. It didn't work, so the box was fucked up. They had to send a fucking new one. So did the Dinos- new one work? The replacement? Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, it's all straight. Dinosaurs right. had internet. Yeah. Oh. Aubrey, how's it? How's it, I mean, you sound really tired, man. I can tell the shoe job's beating your ass a new one, right? Oh fuck! <laughs> you can, what can you, doing? Can you hear it? We, we were just bullshitting. Can you hear it in his voice, though, Doc? <laughs> He's like, oh fuck. yeah, beat the shit. I thought I was tired until I just heard him, and now I'm like feeling like refreshed. Goddamn! Yeah, they must be people. Must be drinking a lot, huh? Fuck. <laughs> are uh, you drinking a lot? Huh? Are people drinking a lot? Are you filling up the shelves a lot? I guess, yeah. I mean, I whatever. I hear you. Yeah. Man. All right. Well, like I day, said, you miss the days of going out to the bar every night. Do I miss those days? Yeah. Oh, uh, I miss being fart loaded. Fart loaded? Yeah. I mean, fuck. I mean, the way shit's going, fuck. I fuck. They might go back to phase one. <laughs> well we'll leave that to the world to decide at this point we'll try to get your mind off of those things so let me shout out a couple of things first off shout by the out- way i'm doing great I-, I said the greatest outlaw mud show podcaster on the planet that's that's, that's you right not, that's that's not me okay that's you michael how you doing hey, doc 
I'm doing great. I just wanted to ask Harper a question and just uh. to prove that me and Fritz aren't the same people. Uh, so what would you, I think Harper and I ought to be on the naming committee for the new Washington football team. What do you think? That's cool. The Washington jizz asses. The Washington, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what, I mean, what the problem is, what are they known for? It's well, all political. I think, I think the, uh, I think the perfect name for them is actually Warriors. That'd be cool because, uh, well, see, I think they should they should call them the Warriors, and then go back to that old school logo they had where it was like the Florida State one with the spear. I, that that's that's, that's what, what I they should yeah. do. <laughs> that's what I was if thinking. If it's political, they should be the Washington Sodomites, the and Washington. their logo should be a hand up somebody's ass. Oh, it should come. just be. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. Because he always say I'm sorry afterwards. I think I think Warriors is a perfect name for him. And well, okay, so here's a, here's a question. Up. Here's a question. Will Pat Mahomes finish his career with the same team name as he is? But the Chiefs aren't. It, it's it's I'm not. not. Uh, it's I mean, fucking Redskins is. Uh, but a Chief is like a. It's like the kings or the the monarchs. It's a it's the leader of the tribe. So it's I mean what's all right. Well, this I mean, has been your story sen- about that. This has been your diversity and your sports moment with Hard Body <laughs> Harper. <laughs> yeah, call them the fucking warriors and then go back with to the old school logo with the spear. You remember uh, that spear? You remember that though, Harper? The old school one? Yeah, cause I remember when when uh. I don't think we were born at the time, but I remember no, seeing it like no. the old magazines and stuff. It was when they had Danny Awful, when they when they brought back Danny. Awful. Who Danny was their Werf- head coach? Uh, Danny, no, 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 uh, not Danny Werfel. Um, uh, uh Pat, oh, Jesus Christ, it was Spurrier. Spurrier. You're right. Yeah. And well, it that was, like was one year. It was like the anniversary or something. Yeah. They went back to their retro uniform. It was like, dude, that looks yes. badass with the spear on a fucking helmet. I think it was that was ninety four, the seventy fifth year anniversary of the of the league. You I think keep that was that. It. You call them the fucking Warriors, and then, I mean, if you're offended by it, I mean, fuck. Yeah, I, 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 I can't speak on. That could be anything. I, I mean, I mean. Well, that's what I'm saying. You got the Golden State Warriors, so you already have right. like teams called the Warriors. So, like, I get why. And I think, like, to me, what Warriors you could look, I, I you can keep the same color scheme. Is my point. Like, you can. Right. Because there's a there's a local high school that's called the Warriors that Doc and I were talking about a couple of weeks ago on his show that actually they're called that they're called the Warriors and they kind of have that color scheme and it it's that's exactly what I immediately thought of so there we go the that's your when I think when I think of the Redskins I think of a high school team too but that's for different reasons what that's nice. I'm just saying 16 and 0 pal. Dak is signed. Oh, you're, you're making a cowboy joke. I got you. I was like, what? All right. 16 okay. and 0. I can feel it. Sports is coming back. So, real quick, shout out to Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childress, Joe Ice for your generous patronage each and every month. And then I got a couple other quick shout outs uh, for our new patrons, patrons that moved over from Podbean uh, that are that are up on uh, up on board now and members of Patreon. And that is Greg Serrata, longtime Patreon member, 
bumped up his pledge. Thank you, Greg. Enjoy those uh, WCW NWA pay-per-views and Clash of Champions that we've already done. John Boucher, new Patreon member. Thank you so much for your support on Patreon, John. Troy Dean, longtime Patreon member. He made the move from from Podbean to Patreon. Thank you very much. And then a couple of uh, new Patreon members to round things out. Eric Garver, Tyler McIntosh, Mark Buffalo. Thank you for joining on Patreon. And to all the people who've had to drop out due to the pandemic. Look, I get it. You stay safe and healthy and uh, be safe out there doing your thing. But uh, hey, uh, let's be great. Doc, you got any spotlights this week? You know, we had talked about doing a spotlight, but I I think there might be something better we could do. Well, first of all, I had slim pickings this week because everybody's lazy. Everybody must be summertime blues. But y'all need to get over that and do some spot monkey work uh, for the spotlight. I think it because Harper was not here last week. No. Um, we missed him, although we started on time and we did run through the show fairly quickly. We did cover, I would say, one of the more racist things we've ever dealt with on the show. Yeah. I watched it and it, it, it was just, you know, at first I was like, what the fuck is he saying? Because it, cause it was beeped out for a good five to six seconds <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then, then i talked to mike fucking afterwards he's like this is what he said i'm like holy fuck do we want to replay that and have a discussion yeah. about it or yeah. yeah what we're talking about here like doc's saying is the promo from last week hopper wasn't here but we got to revisit this it's michael hayes jyd magnum ta at the podium in the studio and like doc said this is I'm, this is easily top three, one of the most racist moments I think we've seen on Saturday <laughs> we night. We were still talking about it the next morning at work. Like, man, JYD was filthy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean. Toyotas. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hopper and I did have a short discussion after the show last week when I called him to make sure everything was all right. And I found out it was his modem and his, what his mom did. But with that said, I'm going to play it and then we'll get Hopper's thoughts on it. Hopper did say a few things to me and I, that's what I wanted to talk about here. So here it is. Uh, Hayes and JYD, the most ridiculous, one of the most ridiculous racist promos we've seen in Saturday Night History. Here it is. Welcome back to World Championship Wrestling. The two men on my side, Michael P.S. Hayes of the Junkyard Dog. Not two likely individuals to be hanging around together, but... They do it anyway. And Michael, I got to ask you a question. I couldn't help but notice you're being scouted by Hiro Matsuda. What could that mean? <laughs> well, you know, I'm going to tell you the truth. They've come up and they've had some pretty good offers. But let me tell you what Japanese money means to me. Not one damn thing. You understand? Because I want to explain something to you. I have always been my own man. I have always done what I wanted to do. And I don't need no... gonna come dictate to me how to run my life, how to wrestle, and how to live the nightlife like I do. So thanks, but no thanks. It's just like this girl said to me when I was walking in. She said, how can somebody so bad look so good? Give him a look. Give him a look. 
you know, look like, you know what? Now you see how it feel when somebody come and try to buy you, you know what I mean? I understand. He gonna go, oh, so I want Toyota. We don't need <laughs> no Toyota. No, Tom, 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 Tom. Tell him what we need. We need some bone to chew on, and every dog needs a bone. Hey, man. Hey, and how about this? For the uh, first time, the junkyard dog, Michael P.S. in the Mid-South together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now let's go to the ring for more. Filthy. Just God. filthy. How high was JYD right there? Okay, well, 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 let me answer Doc's question first. What did you say, Doc? How high is JYD there? I don't think he's high. Oh, okay. But there's Boy, no way. Now, to answer Hawkins. He Harper, sounds like just some guy from fucking Gentilly or something. He really does. Yeah. Harper's talking about Gentilly. That's my old neighbor of New Orleans. He sounds like a brother on the corner in Gentilly. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> I, I it's, he's, he def, that's exactly what he said. He sounds like the dude on the corner of Franklin Avenue and I ten, where I ten and six ten split in New Orleans. Look it up if you got Google Maps. I ten six ten split. There's a Franklin Avenue is the exit. He sounds just like a brother standing on the corner right there. But so Harper, your question was, what did Hayes say? Right? Yes. I think he said some slant you know s-eyed goddamn c-word j-word i read his lips a number of times and I, i'm pretty certain that's what he said and to which harper when i talked to him after we recorded last week harper said wait that's two different things <laughs> right right harper yeah it's it, i mean one's chinese and one's japanese right they're two different nationalities <laughs> <laughs> But nobody you, involved with that Rick, Rick, nobody involved with that knew that well and you got to consider your audience too the audience i would say the majority i'm not going to put a percentage didn't care uh, that it made sense and not that they didn't care but they didn't know either i mean if we're going to be real a majority of the country didn't fucking know that's true too i don't want to probably still reference. don't <laughs> <laughs> What percentage of the audience could point to Japan on a map? None. Wow. They probably couldn't find Georgia on a fucking map. And they're sitting right there. <laughs> you, can tell, you can tell Harper's been away from, from the actual wrestling game too long and he hadn't had anybody to cut promos on. <laughs> Can't cut promos down at the shoot job. No. <laughs> so Harper. All right. Uh, when you first saw this, what did you think? I'm like, damn. First, I'm thinking, you think they would have just deleted the whole thing. <laughs> right. The whole segment. Well, here's bet, my it's a lot easier to, to do that than, than it is to bleep what he said. How bad did what he say? How bad was Hayes? He got bleeped, and JYD said some filthy, awful things. It's like, now you know how it feels when somebody wants to, to buy you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dog made a slavery reference. <laughs> slavery reference, just mocking the accent, defying oh, people no. with the Toyota. Dude, that was foul. 
That was pretty foul. And he didn't get bleeped. No. By, and by the way, Hopper, just so you know, I checked the original tape. In the original yeah. tape, Hayes, Hayes gets bleeped on the original. So that's not the network bleeping him. Oh, really? So, so like when this originally aired, they, they uh, bleeped it all out. That's so right. here's my question. What what year on the calendar was the last year you could get away with using the J A three letter? Yeah. Oh, uh, the nineties. What year did Bill Parcells do it? Oh wait, he said it. Somebody got Pearl Harbored. Yeah. The nineties. Well, that's not bad saying someone got Pearl Harbored. Yeah, I don't think anything's wrong with that. You can say that. Yeah. I mean, if you said okay, that so now, here's, here's probably, other, people probably wouldn't thing. know what the fuck you're talking about. Here's they the other wouldn't. thing we talked about on the show, I think. I can't remember. It's been a long time. Harper, did anybody say anything to those two guys when they walked back through the curtain? No. They didn't say That's anything. That's what I said. They didn't say shit. Nobody thought anything of it. <laughs> other than back. good promo. And then you hear I, on this week, Cornette says some shit about the the Simone SWAT team. <laughs> yeah, I I um, so I don't Uh-oh. know. I I go back and forth. I don't think anybody told them anything, but obviously Turner was like, "Oh no, we can't put that on air." But this is this was what we this is the other thing we said, Hopper, and you tell us what you think. Doc and I. We're kind of like, we think what JYD did might have been worse than what Hayes did. Yeah, because uh, at least you can bleep him out. But well, fuck, JYD did the whole God damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> One more time for good measure, just so everybody can understand what we're, why we're harping on this for two weeks in a row. Here it is. Not two likely individuals be hanging around together, but they do it anyway. And Michael, I got to ask you a question. I couldn't help but notice you're being scouted by Hiro Matsuda. What could that mean? <laughs> well, you know, I'm going to tell you the truth. They've come up and they've had some pretty good offers. But let me tell you what Japanese money means to me. Not one damn thing. You understand? <laughs> Because I want to explain something to you. I have always been my own man. I have always done what I wanted to do. And I don't need no... ...gonna come dictate to me how to run my life, how to wrestle, and how to live the nightlife like I do. So thanks, but no thanks. It's just like this girl said to me when I was walking tell in. Him, tell him. She said, tell him, tell him. somebody so bad, looks so good. Give him a look. Give him a look. Give him a look, right? You know what? Now you see how I feel when somebody come and try to buy you, you know what I mean? I understand. He gonna go, oh, so I want Toyota. We don't need no Toyota. No, talk to him, Talk to him. Tell him what we need. We need some bones to chew on, and every dog needs a bone. Hey, man. Hey, and how about this? For the first time, the junkyard dog, Michael. Oh, JYD was foul, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that was so filthy. Mm. Mm. They don't make them like that anymore. Well, they do. You just don't see it on TV. <laughs> I guess that's 
I guess that has some cultural cultural relevance. Look at that still shot of JYD right that there is with his eyes. Awful. He won my Rolex. By the <laughs> <way>. <laughs> you know what? What's crazy is wrestling can't. Re- obviously, wrestling could not do this nowadays. Uh, they couldn't. There's no way they could get away with this. But if it was done in a movie, it would be all right. Yeah. Like different forms of entertainment could get away with it, and I I, I point sure that out are. because. Like you, you, wrestling is a weird animal in a way. And network television is too. You can't do certain things like that because it's on free TV. But, but like, I feel like like maybe a cable TV show could get away with something like that, and a movie could. But wrestling the or just, the Sopranos could. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they could. Well, that's a whole other topic. Um, but yeah, man, this was foul. Uh, Doc, any other? I mean, we this is now two weeks in a row we're talking about. Well, this. last this is how week, bad this last was. week got an F for me. And so this was a shining moment, I guess. Yeah, you got to be careful. I, I don't know if I call it a shining moment, but all right. I mean, it was well from the from the angle of we had something to talk about. Oh yeah, because we were there was nothing else there last week. Yeah. I mean, that show was I, just a recap show. It was. I mean, it was. We were mm-hmm. like patrons who put their hard-earned money down, not like the freeloaders on this show. You know, that's nice, Doc. So when are we going to do that uh, that second free show? What? I I thought we were going to start doing a show to make up for the fact that we're oh, not doing. Oh, you're trying nothing. to be funny. You're trying to be funny. That's real good, Mister No Cell. Oh, you're that's so nice. funny. You're so funny, Doc. You're not going to get me going. You ain't getting me going. I know what you're trying to do. <laughs> what, what I know what I you're trying to, trying to do. I'm trying to get the content out to the people. That's I all. know what you're trying to do. I I'm trying to liberate doing. the content. That's all. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Are we ready to hey, talk let me break this it down week's for episode? The people. Look, I liked Smoky Mountain a lot. It was fun to do. We did it for four and a half years. We Three ain't years ever going to do a second free show. <laughs> oh. In in the configuration now, Mike Mike might change his mind and do one with somebody else, but in in terms of getting this band back together on a regular basis, I just don't see it. It's we're gonna hard. make this show. We're gonna make this show even more special. That's, well, that's because Mike's a mark for himself. That is true. He is. This isn't got nothing to do with me. What are you talking about? I don't know, bro. It's a lot of work to do a second show. I mean. I just don't think I can do it. And then you're on Mid South, right? Mid South, and this one, and you and fucking Lance are fucking making out with each other, and <laughs> the fuck. Well, I tell you what. How about we talk this week's episode of NWA? Uh, I think we should. I, I mean, that's why we're here, right? Let's be great. I mean, you've been you've been jacking off for here for twenty minutes. I'd like to talk about the wrestling. All right. Me and Darren, me and Darren want to hear about this episode. Yeah. Talk about Bruno for me. I mean, we're talking about Bruno. You know what I found funny? <laughs> I found funny, Hopper. I saw Luke posted on Facebook like last week or something that um, uh, Hurricane Helms' podcast was Darren's favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, is that an inside joke that I don't know about? Well, you got to no, tell me no, about no, that. That's his favorite podcast. Oh, it legitimately is because we're because yeah. Shane is more professional than us, I guess. Yeah. Okay. What the hell, Hopper? I mean, damn, I but you know, I've been for five months in a row here now. You just, like just do the same old and, thing, bro. Uh, uh, keep it at one hundred. God, yeah. <laughs> and, and he likes to uh, 
the Arn Anderson one. Okay. That he does with Conrad. But he can't okay. support his buddy. What I know, what a typical fucking shithead. <laughs> is Darren a is, is Darren a Metairie guy or Shalmation? What what is that? He's from the West Bank. That's what I thought. Even worse. Yeah, I know. Even worse. Oh my shit. god. He's a he's a he's he's a he's a wanker. Oh my god. Yeah. All right. Well, I tell you what, I tell you what's 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 gonna happen this week. We're gonna do March fourth, nineteen eighty nine, and we're finally gonna get started right now. Uh real quick, the audio and video quality of this week's episode is really weird on the uh on the network. Um uh if you hear it's it, like it, a VCR tape. Yeah, really I I swear I thought the same thing. The quality is um it's um it's definitely not the original, you know, I guess that TBS would have done. It, it really felt like a VCR tape. So, and matter of fact, I pulled up the VCR tape uh, version that I have from Tim Arecci, and it, well, it's on a hard drive now, and it was the exact same. So, there you have it. All right, so we jump into this thing, and um, uh, JR Magnum, they make a few announcements. We'll get more into that later on the show, and they send us straight to the ring where we got Rick Steiner and Eddie Gilbert versus Rip Morgan and someone by the name of Mike Thor. Um, Doc, any thoughts on this first match? Yeah, so... Why is Rip Morgan getting demoted? Look at that right there. Stop. Steiner beating up the turnbuckle pot me. Go back. I just did. That shit's funny. <laughs> He's, He's showing the turnbuckle, the turnbuckle who's boss. <laughs> <laughs> He's a nut. Scared his opponent. Why is Rip Morgan... I mean, couldn't they do something with him? Yeah, because I was like, Rip Morgan? I was like, wait, wait. He was the fucking sheep herder guy. Yeah. He's got good size. He's got a good look. Everything was airtight, brother. What the hell, Hopper? Tune in and this guy's already complaining 20 minutes into the show on something. He just started talking about the NWA and he's already complaining. What the hell, man? Whatever. Looking off from the West Bank. Here's what Darren needs to know. Uh, the boy's still been watching a bunch of old stuff, for him anyway, on the network. And Hurricane comes out and he goes, who's this guy? Now, I like Hurricane. I think he's an awesome dude. And if I was running a wrestling promotion, you know, he could he could be a booker there or talent, creative. He's an awesome dude. Very smart. But my kid, huh? He's very, very smart. smart. Comes, yeah. Very smart. I love listening to him talk. But my kid looked at him and said, is this some kind of joke? <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> That's messed up. All right. Uh, to answer your question, Doc, I have no clue why Rip Morgan is tagging with uh, this uh, guy called Mike Thor. Mike Thor sells a little bit, though. He's, I mean, yeah. he's, not, he's not your normal enhancement guy that can't do anything. He's tr he's out there working. Yeah. He's got a terrible look, but that's not his fault. That's God's fault. Yes. Well, yeah. Thank I mean, you. He's a he's an enhancement talent, so I don't know what else he's supposed to be doing out there, but it is what it is, you know. Yeah. Any other thoughts, Hopper, on this match before we keep going? No. Where's Scott so, Steiner? Did he leave? Oh yeah, that's true. Scott Steiner doesn't have his first match for another couple months. Oh. If you're looking for him, just putting that out there. All right, so then we go to um a promo from the Iron Sheik and uh I don't know about playing it because all he's gonna do is <laughs> all it's he's the gonna same shit different decade, bro. It's it's literally. I think I think you should play it. Well, he does the. So you're familiar with this, right, Doc from Mid South? What 
The clubs? Yeah. This is the same shit. Here it is. It's the same shit. In his country of Iran in the 1968 Olympic Games, uh, a man with not only been a world champion in the amateur ranks, but also in professional ranks. You've got a demonstration here that you say that no American athlete can duplicate what you can do with these Iranian dumbbells. You're absolutely right, Mr. American announcer. And also, I want you to tell the people, hey, you shut up, let me talk. I'm glad to I come to the toughest, roughest area in WA. And I respect your background because you know really who is the real top wrestlers in the world and who is not. That West Oklahoma to right here, I respect you. By the way, I want to say hello to all the Iranians. Hello, everyone. Hold it, please. Yes. I really prefer not to hold this flag. Yes, it's not the flag of my country. Just, just leave it here to the eye respect my country flag. You can't hold my robe on my eyes. Thank you very much. So, intelligent American, they know about the orange sheet. I come over here, I heard they talk about Lex Lugan, talk about, talk about, hey, shut up, talk about Ricky Stimbo, but I want to know any football player, any football player, any wrestler, any boxer, any human being, if he come throughout this club, and then I respect your country, athletic people. I show you one time, and you demonstration. Well, let's see, let's see it here. Let's see it. All right. Let's watch him. I don't know how much those darn things weigh, but... Well, the Iron Sheik's demonstration indeed is very impressive. We've never denied his physical athletic abilities. I've never been, ex I've never been extremely high on his uh, politics, but that's not the point here. He is an awesome athlete, and his challenge to any American athlete that can duplicate what he does with those Iranian dumbbells. And obviously, he's uh, very proud of his athletic abilities. We're going to see him in a match here in just a moment. If we can get him to go to the ring, I think we're ready for him. All right, Doc, you wanted us to play. What you got? Those things probably weigh two and a half pounds each. No, nah, they're heavy. I know. That's a shoot, brother. They're yeah. shoot. I got gotcha. you. Um, that's, that's only eight years after our people were held captive by his people. So when he goes into his native tongue, that's heat back then. I remember when he would do the the whole uh, when he him and Nikolai would sing the anthem in WWF and, and he yeah. would sing the Iranian and Nikolai would do the Russian. Yeah, and dude, they had some as a tag team. They had some major heat, man. And you're right. I mean, it's it's real. It's real when he's getting booed down here. I like Sheik, man. Sheik's hilarious. I mean, I can't take him serious nowadays because he's so. So when I see he's him back got, then, I'll he's laugh. got something, man. And I, he's, I mean. He looks like he's been hoisting 12-ounce curls more than those dumbbells, but he's got something. Yeah. He knows what he's doing out there on the stick. It's stupid, but he, he knows. Yeah. Hopper <laughs> loves mean, his he, because he because of his WWF fandom. I mean, if he hears this, he's going to want to stretch my asshole or something on Twitter, <laughs> but... <laughs> Who the jump, Debroni? 
Doctor, fuck him. Shit. Fuck him, doctor. Fuck doctor him. He no doctor. He no doctor. I shake. I bury him. I stretch him real bad. <laughs> oh, boy. Shiki baby's been drinking beer by the case. Look oh, at him. Dude, that gut. <laughs> That's a Tommy Rich-like gut. Don't insult the Sheik like that. What? You heard me. Hover, what did you think about the Sheik there? I've always wondered, why didn't the ref disqualify him when he used the chair? Everything was airtight, brother. And I went from I went from asking whether or not this fool was drinking. At least he cake. knew where the fucking hard cam was. Yep, I was uh, I was true. wondering if Cheeky was pregnant. Here's the other thing: they misspelled Cougar on the way in on this match. You talk about not being able to get simple shit right. They misspelled Cougar. It's Cougar J, and they misspelled his name. Sound it out. <laughs> TV company, Doc. Come on, man. TV company. Those spelling motherfuckers. This TV is not a damn spelling bee. I seek. I put you in camouflage, Doc. I seek. I humble you. Break you back. Make you a real bitch of mine. <laughs> <laughs> and that guy's insane. Dude, he's insane. All right. So after the Sheik defeats Cougar J with the camel clutch, we go to Paul Lee, who makes an announcement. It's real quick and short. He says that we will see the new segment weekly, and I want to welcome everyone to the Danger Zone. Doc, uh, I'm going to go to the first edition of the Danger Zone next, but you got any thoughts about Paul Lee's announcement for the Danger Zone? Well, I got to tell you that the song The Danger Zone, Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins, is my four-year-old daughter's favorite song. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. She, she calls it highway to the danger zone, but nonetheless, that's her, that's her hot, as she would tell me, that's her hot jam. All right. Yeah. Well. She, she's the booker of all territories, by the way. I'm sick. I make Doc humble. I break he, it back. Yeah. Twist him up in pretzels. That's, that's and great. fuck him up real good. I humble you. Break his dick. Shove it in dirt. <laughs> You All better right. get a big pile. Of, you better get a big pile of dirt, pal. <laughs> okay, we keep it moving. Uh, Hopper, any thoughts on Paulie's announcement before I go to Paulie and Ric Flair on the Danger Zone? No, let's go. Yeah, well, you will notice uh, on the video review of this if you're a patron of ours at tinyurl.com/slash/patreonbtt, we've got Jack Victory, Secret Service Jack Victory. Yes, um, he is standing behind Paulie. In the danger zone. So this is, I guess, the quote-unquote debut of Secret Service Jack Victory. At this is there time. anything Jack Victory doesn't do? Well, he does a Russian mask gimmick. Now he's Secret Service. He doesn't service. win. <laughs> does what win? He doesn't win. Oh, well, that too. I uh, saw well, him lose to Ranger Ross at the Municipal Auditorium. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just wait till Ranger Ross comes in. Oh, my God. Here's what I here's what I've realized. Um, I have realized that this is where we've reached a point where I have seen some of this stuff, but I would not have seen it in '89 anymore. I'm not watching. I've hit the. I've I have officially can say I'm in my dark period. Oh no! He's chasing some stuff. Is what he's doing. 
Yeah. He's like, Sheik, he checks the put, the punani. He go after Sheik, uh, baby. A teaching I, duck how to chase the tail. I'd have been 14, almost 15 here. And I'm and I'm not watching it. Wrestling's stupid. I don't I get so. this fucking logo. It's it's stupid. <laughs> it's the barber. It's like a candy cane. Yeah, like the barber shop thing. It looks like a can of Barbasol. Yeah, yeah. right. What what the fuck? <laughs> well, I don't know either. But let's play it because Flair's on it. He's the first guest on the Danger Zone. Here it is. This, ladies and gentlemen, like it or not. Is the danger zone three minutes of airtime that I, Paulie Dangerously, manager of Fatu and Samu, the Samoan SWAT team, have purchased right here on TBS? By the way, this is my friend, Secret Service Jack Victory. Now they said to me, they said, Paulie Dangerously, since it's your first show, have anybody you want. Bring out a guy that loves everybody. Bring out Ted Turner himself, or bring out the greatest wrestler in the world today. Therefore, I ask you, the moronic public of the United States, to welcome my guest at this time, a man that I consider the heavyweight champion of the world, Nature Boy, Rick Flair! My guest, the heavyweight champion of the world in my book, it's the so champ, nice Rick Flair. That. You know, there are some people around the world today that are not calling me the champ. You are you with or without a belt, you are the champ. Paul, I love it. I love it. Coming from you, I'll take that as a real compliment, my friend. Well, thank you. You know, it's very rarely that Ric Flair walks out here and tells the world that next week, he is going to wrestle live and in color on the greatest wrestling program in the world today. But because of the controversy between Steamboat and I, I will be here next week to make a statement to the public. You're going to wrestle right here on television? I'm going to wrestle. You heard it, Paul. You're going to wrestle on TV? Right here. Ric Flair is going to make a statement that's going to wake up the wrestling world. On national TV, yeah. you're going to wrestle right here on, yeah, in, in front of all the public. In front of the you're, whole world. You mean the you're gonna, boy is going to walk out here next week and make you're, a You're going to cut your daily guarantee from like 50 grand to 25 just to wrestle here gonna on gonna TV? You're going to cut it right in half just because if there's anybody out there that questions exactly where Rick Flair's head is at at this time next week will set him straight could you do me a personal favor Anything, Paul. you know i know that you're real concerned about this match next week but when you're done with this guy could you go back after the belt from ricky simo because you know i paulie dangerously i want one day to have a son and i don't want my son growing up in a world where ricky the dragon steamboat is the world heavyweight champion with his little brett and his wife i want my kid growing up in a world where rick flair the nature boy is the world heavyweight champion so if you're done next week would you would you get the belt back from steamboat Paulie, just for me take it from the heart steamboat's reign as the world heavyweight champion will be the shortest 
in the history of this sport. I'm going back after the belt, and I'm going back after Steamboat. But next week, we make a statement. I tell you, woo! I tell you what, when this guy is done with Ricky Steamboat, he's gonna take the fire out of the dragon. Woo! Yeah! All right, my friend. All right, Doc, any thoughts on Flair's appearance on the first Danger Zone? I know why they put Flair out there first. But I don't think it's a good idea. Okay, explain. Flair's trying to get the segment over and not himself as much. And so, therefore, you get watered down Flair and amped up Pauly. And I come to Saturday night to see amped up Rick. God, I feel you on that one. Yeah, for real, huh? And so Rick was out there trying to get himself over, but not too much. Yeah. And so it came across weird. It it seemed like Rick kind of brought it down a notch. Yeah. And he was trying to, he was trying to be like an actor on a, on a, you know, that was almost like the flair, the set flair. What is it? The flair for the gold or whatever that we watched with. Oh my God. Yeah. That was tremendous. If you're a patron, go go look for it. There's a flair for the goal out there with Arn and Flair and and um, Steve Austin and was it Pillman, Doc? Yeah. Here's the Uh, other thing to become a patron. There's patrons out there who have already heard your recent stellar interview with Dutch Mantel. Whoa. Dutch was awesome. See. Dutch was fantastic. Now now everybody will get to hear it, but you're going to have to wait. Yeah, just, like on your, just like on your uh, test results. Dutch was great, man. I put it, I posted remember, up. Remember back in the day when it. you had to go get like an AIDS test and you're like thinking about what, in the time when you were, before you got him <laughs> back, you were thinking about all the questionable ass you had slayed. No. Hubbard. Oh. <laughs> Did that, you ever take AIDS test? Hubbard, that was me in the early 2000s when the Louisiana Boxing and Wrestling Commission first started requiring the uh, HIV and Hep C tests. Oh, no. I remember when the first time I went, I was like, oh, boy. I guess this oh. is the moment of truth. Oh, come on, Jamaica. You know, I have been losing a little weight lately. I hope that doesn't mean anything. I seek. I break the test back. I humble a bitch. Break it off. I got no AIDS. I seek. Okay. By pumping semen. <laughs> I pump uh. semen. I ejaculate. I don't wear no rubber, duck. I, I, I do it from the back, break her back, humble her, or country I, way. I, I break back with a river of semen. <laughs> All right, Hopper, your thoughts on the danger zone. We're never going to get through this show tonight. I just don't. It, it's just this. It's that WWE light shit. Yep. You know, they got the Over, brother love show. And, yeah. And, you know, so yeah, we have to have something like that. You know, he said that Tommy, he said that a steamboat would have the shortest reign, but I thought that was Tommy Rich. Oh, yeah, that's true, huh? And, steamboat, like a- and, and steamboat probably won it legit, right? <laughs> Doc, what did you try to say? You say Rich <laughs> went down and slept some, on I'm just talking uh... about some memes that were passed among the three of us this week. Oh. I see. All right. 
Ashik, I know well I when I win WWF title, I know have to suck Vince McMahon cock. <laughs> Come on. That's nice. That's that's ridiculous. Ashik, I you think, Sable, you think Sable could say the same thing? No. Call you all? I don't know. She's a good girl. Boy, if Brock that's, ever that's... heard to hear that. Oh. oh. What? All right, let's keep going. Uh, what were you about to say about I, Mrs. Doc? I guess Doc? I forgot that she's married to Brock now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's keep going. Woman. Steamboat is going to reply to uh, Rick here. He's got something to say. And, um, you know, here's Steamboat. He's got a promo. Television championship on the line here in just a few moments. Now, just a few moments ago, we heard Nature Boy Rick Flair make the statement that he would have uh, a major announcement here next week on the program and also that he would be wrestling. I'm sure that that announcement is going to concern the world's heavyweight champion, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Steamboat is now in Japan defending the NWA championship, but before he left the States, he had this to say to the fans of the NWA. I think when people think of Ric Flair and people think of Ricky Steamboat, they're, 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 they're looking at two gladiators, two men that respect the business, the profession of wrestling, two men that have the same purpose in mind when they climb into the ring. Out of the ring, we are two totally different types of guys, two totally different types of lifestyles. Me being more with the family unit, believing in my wife and my son, and Flair, the flamboyant one, and loves to have his entourage with him, his women at his side, his Learjets, his limousines, and the fur coats. But the bottom line is, is that we both respect this business and that this business is, after all, professional wrestling. And we both have one thing in mind, and that is to be a world champion. He's been at it for, I guess, four or five times have been the NWA champion, and this being my first. Well, I think, Ric Flair, that you became mentally tired and that maybe you let your guard down in Chicago. I'm being a little bit younger and a little bit more hungrier because going after this title for the first time and trying to win it from you. But I also understand now the word is out that you're after me and that you're not gonna let anyone that believes in the beliefs that I have and the, and, and the background that I have hold on to something like this. You want me to be the shortest reign champion ever. Now, I can understand that coming from you because you do do a lot of talking. And although uh, I try to take care of my business in the ring, I will meet you at any time, any place, any city. You name the location, you name the time. Make it Christmas Day, Thanksgiving, or your birthday. I'll be there. I mean, you had to figure Steamboat was going to make that reply. It's the noble thing to do. He's the baby face. You know, hey, yeah, sure, you'll get a rematch. And uh, let's see what's going to happen. And eventually they're going to announce when that second match will be. And we'll talk about that in weeks to come. It's going to be at an upcoming clash. Uh, So, Doc, any thoughts on Steamboat right there? Yeah. <laughs> Stop. I mean, what do you expect from him? A, a good restful nap. Okay. You know, I can't believe you're going to insult him like that. What? That's a shame. But anyway, okay. Not as so much of a as children and yeah, the family unit. Date now, uh, a lot of people, including Cornette, has said like how that neutered him. Yeah, the whole family unit thing. Bonnie Steamboat out there with him, the kid. Fuck that. It's like, man, he he looks great. He looks like a million bucks. You know, 
God, you know, that's just what a way to neuter your great looking baby face. <laughs> now all the Pams and Rebecca's know they're not going to be have, getting bruised tonsils from him. That's <laughs> nice. Can you do that? Uh, I don't know. Mike? I like this duck guy. He's, he's, he likes chic. He likes to talk about the bruised tonsils. And taking it off the shelf. If you ever see my dong, it's a long one. I give it to him right straight. I bruise the tonsils in the back of the throat. I chic. <laughs> All right. That's nice. That's nice, Doc. <laughs> Come on. All right, Doc. So any other thoughts on Steamboat? No, He's not really. Born. Yeah. yeah. Talking about his wife and his kid and. He almost sounds like a politician um, apologizing for, <laughs> for fucking being caught with with a fucking prostitute or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> and his only sin is being a good dude. Yeah. Well, so with all that said with Steamboat there, we go to the next match. It's Mike Rotunda. He's going to defeat Bob Emery. It's a uh, NWA World TV title match because Rotunda is now the champion. Again, Doc, any thoughts on that? Um, no. <laughs> yeah, just clear the promo. <laughs> you know what I'm laughing at. All right, so it's Dan Spivey time again uh, yeah. with the, the Varsity Club. Sullivan, Rotunda, Spivey, Dr. Death. Here we go. That's all I'm going to say. Back here, ladies and gentlemen, World Championship Wrestling with the Varsity Club. Very impressive, very impressive victory for Mike Rotunda. That guillotine, haven't seen that move in a long time. What do you mean, very impressive? It was more than impressive. First of all, the belt is back where it belongs on the greatest TV champion of all times. And you know something? I'm not called the games master because I got nothing upstairs. You see, I went to the NWA and I went back in their documents and asked to see some information. And now the belt will never change hands because you see, the belt shall only be on the line for the first, get this, the first 10 minutes. It's a bylaw of the NWA. What they try to do was hijack the Varsity Club and make it longer. And there's no... God, it's getting hot in here. Come down, love. Come on. Listen to me. There's not a human being, there's not a professional wrestler on the face of the earth that can beat Mike Rotunda in 10 minutes. What the way? They're not going to beat Mike in 10 minutes. There ain't nobody in this world that can beat Mike Rotunda in 10 minutes. You know, Kevin, I know nobody in the world as a wrestler can beat Mike Mike Rotunda, the TV champion. You know, I get so excited. It gets so hot in there. You know, take off my second. Right through the roof. We'll get the air turned down. We'll get the air turned down. Just take it. Why don't you make it real interesting and put up $10,000 of your own money? I mean, to give these guys some kind of incentive. $10,000? You got it, Mike. I'll put up ten thousand. I, I got. I'll put it up. I'll, if they have that much confidence in me, then I'll put. I'll put the money up. Doc, Doc. I love it. I love it. I love it when Doc snaps. Come on, Doc. What are you feeding these guys? Anyway, tell you this. 
The dark sometimes. Hey, don't step on my jacket, Hey, he gets irritated sometimes. It's not hot. It's not hot. It's not hot. Sometimes the dark gets irritated, but the dark in the varsity club, well, they're taking out on anybody. But let me say this. Mike Rotunda is now. Mike, tell him to turn on AC. Hey, hey. What he is now, Mike Rotundo is now the captain of the varsity club. Michael! The captain of the varsity club. What a distinguished remark. Well, thank you very much, Jim. Anybody, and if anybody thinks they can collect 10 grand from the varsity club, come on, any professional right They're not getting it. $10,000, 10-minute time limit. Yep, hit froze on its own. Um... Doc Spivey is god awful. Your thoughts on he's this? He's terrible, and I think he's starting to rub off rub off on Doctor Death. Yeah, man, he's very man. cartoonish and stupid. It's horrible. We said last week, Harper, that he sounds like he's trying to do a bad Hulk Hogan impersonation. I don't know. It just he's he's just goofy. It, it's it, dude. It's so bad. It it, it, it was with Doctor Death, kind of. I don't know, going crazy. I, I think with it's what the Doc said. Air it's like he's rubbing off on him or something. I don't know. It's just Fuck, I missed the horrible. whole varsity club, man. Oh my god! Why did they bring Spivey into this? Mm-hmm. Let's take something hot and it's working, and just yeah, yeah. Let's throw a fucking I'm, wet blanket on it. I mean, Doctor Death is fine. We talked about it. Like he's fine. I mean, he fits in, and and obviously Rotunda is an original. But dude, all. They don't need. <sighs> oh boy, I kind of know why they did it because of what's coming up. Like between, because what happens is you end up with four of them. Good lord, Stan! With the, did you see Stan right there? Do it again. Give it to us. Here it comes. Give it to the people. The people were up too. You think you think he can still do that? Yeah. Oh hell yeah. yeah. Have you seen pictures of him? He's got a Facebook page. Yeah, he looks great. Dude, this, he looks in great Stan shape. Is Lane or fake Stan Lane? No, the real Stan Lane. Oh. He's, he's got like flat mar- top. He's like married now and everything. He's got a like a flat top and That's Dude, he looks he looks really good for his age. What's more disappointing that he's married or that he has a flat top? That's mm, <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, when you've probably been with like three to four thousand, eventually at some point you're like, "All right, well, yeah." You think that's all? Uh, I mean, I'm Mike just did taking. It. I'm taking a guess. Yeah, right. I'm taking a guess. Okay. Stanfield. All right. Uh, so we went from the varsity club, which was uh, Harper. Any other thoughts? I don't understand why the whole it's fucking hot in here and he loses his mind like he's mankind or something. I don't get it either. And yeah, why is he note, all of a sudden crazy? When before he was like, before he was, you know, talking about football and and you know he was Steve Williams. Ah, you got me. Ah, it's the, what Doc said. Would you say Doc Spivey rubbed off on him? I guess. Well, we go to the next match where we got the Midnight Express who defeat uh, Joe Kazana and Julio Barrera. Uh, Cornette is on the microphone. He's yapping as usual. Stan, like we just saw on the video for the patrons, is doing some dancing. Uh, Doc, any thoughts on this? 
Joe Kazana, dude. Yeah, Joe Kazana. From the Kazana family and Smizoki Mountain. Very early Smoky Mountain. Yeah. Very Our other guy Smoky out there, Mountain. Pablo Cruz, what was his name? Julio Barrera. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't bad. No. He's a big guy. He's got a single like on. A, f- a fat Puerto Rican. Hey, hey, hey. Well, no, that, that's hey. how he's dressed. Hey. Yeah. That's, hey. That's the first thing I thought. Like, I mean, he, did, like like, the... he didn't say anything appropriate. I mean, what? Mike, yeah. what, does the spite... Does the spicy Puerto Rican lady do anything for you? Oh yeah, really? Who's that, J Lo? I mean, just oh, any of them. He's saying in general. Oh, in general. Generalmente. <laughs> Doc knows like five words in Spanish. Unos dos tres. <laughs> no es la verdad. Yo say. Yo say. Yo soy, uh, yo uh, soy uh, muy, muy palabras. Yeah, exactly. Puto. It, it, it would be mucho palabras, not not muy. Muy is very. All right, okay. Hey, do not tell the sheik. A <laughs> <laughs> sheik. I know speak maybe Spanish. Should, remember, narcoleptic Tommy Rich, maybe you should do. Um, Jesus, that was so great. You should do uh, the, the Iron Sheik. Speaking Spanish. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 do that. Teaching the Spanish class. I gotta. I'd have to work on that one. I don't even know how that would go. Talk ah. about good premises. Jesus, I seek. I break her back. Break it. I demolish it. I seek. I. I break her down, Bubba. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um. We go to, uh, after Midnight Express, we go to a Lex Luger promo. I got nothing from it. It was barely a minute. Doc, yeah. your thoughts? Nope. All right. Then we go to the Samoan SWAT team with Paul Lee, who defeat Bobby Mercedes and Joe Cruz. Paul Lee mentions during that match that Dennis Condry has retired. Paul Lee claims that he gave Dennis enough to retire. So with the original Midnight gone, the SWAT team are Paul Lee's guys now. And uh, that's kind of that uh as we all know there was no retiring from dennis well i guess he, dennis disappeared you know he no showed the event shy town rumble all that good stuff uh anyway uh there it is the uh like a popcorn fart or like a uh a fart that was silent in church it wasn't even deadly they they're gone that that angle that started yeah. off so hot is like nothing i don't know any other thoughts on it hopper it sucks it really does. It's like a bottle rocket that you hear, and then it's over with. Dude, that's that's the way to do it, man. You light it, and it takes off fast, and then four seconds later, pop, it's done. You charge you fireworks Saturday? No. No, uh, but, Doc, was it loud in your neighborhood, louder than usual? I wasn't at home. Bro. Where the fuck a, were you, I, you fucking... I was at a crowded beach party. Oh, yeah, God, you, you got the Rona. He's full of it. So I posted actually on Twitter what happened to me. Bruh, the neighbor next door must have been like shooting him off in his yard. My wife jumps out of bed at midnight oh, going no. nuts. And she thought somebody was shooting. It's like, that's fireworks. That's not gunshots. And she got mad at me because I didn't get out of bed and go check on things. Then in the morning, nice. she's fussing at me again. It's like, 
I grew up in New Orleans. I know what gunshots sound like on holidays. Well, in general, I do. But anyway, so long story short, it was loud in our neighborhood, which is insane because uh, it's usually not. All right. Uh, Doc, any other thoughts on the Simone SWAT team? I, I think it's a good idea to put them with Paulie. I can't wait to see what happens. I've always liked that name. I think it's a great name. SST, yeah. Samoan SWAT team. They're mm-hmm. good. It's good. They're they're a better fit with Paul E than Randy Rose and Dennis Condry. Yeah, two like fucking rednecks that look like truck drivers. <laughs> with a northerner. <laughs> yeah. I actually do I, I agree. Yuppie. I agree. I think him with the Samoan SWAT team was good. I like that. There's I think there's something to it. All right. So with that said, I want y'all to just pay attention here, especially if you're a Patreon and you can see it on the video version. Barry Windham looks so sleazy with that beard um, in his next promo. So here it is. Back at World Championship Wrestling, the man at my side, Barry Windham, former U.S. heavyweight champion. And the question the wrestling world wants to know is you've had time to have it examined. What kind of shape is the hand in? What about my hand? What about it? First of all, an injury has never had anything to do with how... I have prepared myself for a match or how I perform in a match against anybody, whether it's against somebody of the caliber of Luger, whether it was against Ric Flair years ago. Anytime I get injured, I always give 110% in a ring. An injury has never stopped me from doing what I have to do. And that's not an excuse, and I'm not making an excuse. The excuse is that Luger is not the man that should be the champion. He comes out here. He's squalling, he's crying before the match about how he was never given the chance to even wrestle me for the United States Heavyweight Championship. And now that he wins on a fluke, it was a fluke, Luger, and you know it very well because I've beaten you time and time again. It was a fluke. I watched that tape over a hundred times, easily a hundred times. And my shoulder was up just as soon as yours was. You are not the champion. You know that you're not the champion because I've watched your interviews out here. You don't even have the guts to tell these people that you're not the champion. And you don't know how to react. Because you are not proud of what you've done. You're wearing gold that belongs to me and doesn't belong to you. So, Pally, believe me, this is far from being over. And and injury never stops me. I will have my limbs cut off before I walk away from you. Let's go to the ring and watch Barry Windham. He looks pretty sleazy, doesn't he, Harper, with that... He looks like a great villain with the hair and that beard. Yeah. He looks awesome. And then he fucking does. Kendall looks a lot better because he looks more sleazier. And I would rather him talk... I, I don't know. I'm like, that fucking Japanese guy serves no fucking purpose. <laughs> He's there to buy people in Toyotas. He's just a fucking little fucking Japanese statue that just stands back there. Careful. What? I'm just so. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want you to have to get sent to BTT sensitivity training. You know what it is with Hiro Matsuda? It's not that you'd he's standing in, there. You'd, you'd be in there with Sammy Guevara. <laughs> it's it's not that he's standing there, not saying nothing. The problem is, we grew so accustomed to all these years. There's uh, so one staying there. JJ Dillon, right? And JJ, and he ain't JJ. So. The subtraction of JJ in itself and then looking, he's not, he can never replace JJ, but him being out there, 
it, like to simulate, I guess, oh, he's the guy now and he's replacing mm-hmm. him. It's, it, it would never work. And it's not a knock on hero. It's just, that's not his strength. So that's why he rarely talks. And just seeing him out there, it's like, oh, he's a statue. Cause I mean, he kind of is, he's, he's just standing there. I mean, cause he can't be JJ Dillon. Yeah. He, he doesn't interfere. He doesn't fight with the referee. He, he doesn't do anything. He's just a money man. That's all he is. Yeah. That's the only purpose he has. But I'm with you, man. So why would he come to the ring? Stay tuned. That's all I'll say. Hmm. All right. Uh, Doc, your thoughts on Barry Ron Wright once sat in a wheelchair for a year and a half until he didn't. Boy. Ron Wright. But we at least heard him talk. One of the greatest talkers you'll ever hear, too. Uh, Okay. Doc, thoughts on Barry right there, promo, anything? I thought he was really, not only did he look sleazy, but he was really, really good, too, when he was talking about just, um, you know, he's not blaming injuries. He's telling Luger he knows, Luger knows, you know, he knows that Luger knows he ain't the real champ, the rightful champ. And at the end saying, I'll cut off my limbs before I stop coming after you. Yeah. I think Kendall Wyndham looks like one of the, the the bad guys are one of those late the late eighties uh, uh Steven Seagal movies with that hair and a sports jacket <laughs> yeah that cookie cutter uh <laughs> yeah or like yeah. the bad guy you see like Beverly Hills Cop or something yeah yeah now nah, I'm with you <laughs> all right uh, any other thoughts Doc nah Brian is that Missy. Well, no, that's not Missy. Um, oh, coming out fuck. There. That that's, goes my heart on. That's Bobby Eaton's. Uh, oh, <laughs> fuck. Oh, God. Now I'm gay. Yeah. What the What's hell? Wrong I mean, come on, man. You know, this guy over here, he's talking like the Iron Sheik. What is so stupid? I mean, come on, man. I look for some AM entertainment. Y'all come out here, you do the same thing. And then you, they say you're gay. What What the hell, Hopper? All right. Hey, oh, just, so we got to go to the. Lean into it, man. Yeah. Uh, so we go first off. Uh, Barry Wyndham defeats George South. Uh, Luger, um, I'm sorry, Wyndham still selling the hand injury during the match that he injured when he was wrestling Luger. So that was something there. Uh, pay attention to that as we proceed uh, in the next couple months. Also, Sting then defeats the Raider. I've got nothing from that, which leads us then to uh, Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express promo. Here it is. Wrestling. We're going to be talking to Jim Cornette here in this vivid red jacket. And the fans with us in the great state of Louisiana, here in Atlanta, the Omni, or Philadelphia, or Landover, Maryland. This is one of the most popular units in the sport of wrestling today. Wait a minute! The original Midnight Express, our history, brother! Holy dangerously made a grandstand play. He substituted Jack Victory an hour before the match was going to start speaking. It would throw us off so bad that we'd lose and we'd be out of the NWA. But <laughs> Rose got beat. Condry's so embarrassed he'll never be seen again. Polly ended up with a three-egg omelet on his face. Would have been brilliant if it worked, Polly, but it didn't. But he didn't waste no time. He landed on his feet like a cat. He goes out and he signs the Samoan SWAT team. They're big, they're rough, they're mean, and they're tough. But brother, I guarantee you this, Paulie Dangerously, we got a score to settle with you, and you're the only one left that we ain't got. So if the Samoans try to keep us away from you, then we're going to have to go round and round, because we're going to get to you, Paulie Dangerously. And I guarantee you this, Sweet Sam, the gangster of love, 
beautiful Bobby the Sultan of Swing, the greatest tag team in the world today, and no tree climbing, flowery tight wearing, raw fish eating coconut heads from Jeez. somewhere out in the South Pacific are going to keep us off you, Polly Davis, because we've beat the best. We've done it all. For three years, everybody went around the NWA going like this. We jumped on them and broke it in half. They said rock and roll would never die. We put it in a coma. We run off the Imitation Express. We've won every title, held every award, and gotten every honor. And brother, when the Midnight Express and Jim Cornette say they're going to do something, they're going to do it. And I guarantee you, Polly, if the Samoans want to try us, we're more than welcome to jump on them. But we're going to get to you eventually, especially with all these people behind us. Because, Polly, you've got more enemies than Morton Downey Jr. has teeth. I'm about to be able to pull a little uh, stroke for you, maybe get you on the danger zone sometime. You can take care of it one-on-one. I think it'd be hard for Polly Dangerously to run a talk show with no teeth in his mouth. There you go, fans. Those comments from Jim Cornette. And- okay. So, Doc, do, you, do we want to talk about what Cornette said first or Stan Lane's get-up? Let's finish Cornette and then come back to the get-up because both are equally worthy of being covered here. Uh, I believe Corny was straddling the line, if you will. Boy. <laughs> okay, Corny straddling the line. I think there's something to that. Uh, Paul, he, was also wanna... talking, he was also talking shit. He's like, look at all the stuff we've done. Yeah, the Horseman, Tully and Arn. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. He was talking some smack. He was scoreboarding. Yeah. He was spiking a football, Doc. Oh, yeah. High-stepping at the 50, Deion Sanders style. Victory lap. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. What did you think about what he said about the Samoan SWAT team? Climbing up trees, coconuts. Coconut hit, to- having coconuts for cabezas. Jesus. Does Corny need to go to sensitivity training? Probably, but who's going to tell him he has to go? That's true, too. And it's already full. We only have two seats, and Sammy Guevara and Harper are booked. God damn it. <laughs> this so, is Harper's fifth trip, but he doesn't seem to quite... He never can pass the test at the end. Whoops. Archik, <laughs> I tell you, Harper, it's okay. You break her back. <laughs> Shove it as far as you can. If you marry too hard, it don't matter. No, I'm just kidding. That's man. nice. You, okay. I think he needs good sensitivity training. Then the chic, chic no needs. Chic will break sensitivity training back. I humble that bitch. Here's the problem, Harper. We had chic write the material, the course curriculum for the sensitivity <laughs> no, training. No, no. Dude, y'all got to go follow Iron Cheek on Twitter. He's just... I think everybody already does. Straight yeah. ridiculous. Hopper, what did you a... think... Go ahead, Doc. Uh, what do you say? I just think it's... I thought it was a thing that everybody knew. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they do. Uh, Hopper, your thoughts on uh, Corny's um, rather, you know, hmm, promo. I mean, he was scoreboard. Like you said, he fucking, he fucking brought up fucking Tully and Arn without saying their name. Yeah. And a Rock and Roll Express. Rock and Roll. They are. Sent the midnight pack in. Uh, do you have any thoughts, though, on, on what he said about the... The, coco- the fuck coconut heads and all that? Yeah, yeah, climbing the tree and Jesus Christ. Come on. Yeah, well, that's where up. the coconuts are. I get it, but damn, that felt rough. I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
All right. So if we got nothing else on that, Doc, you're laughing because of freaking. Look stuff. at that. Look at that picture in front of us there. Well, I want you to notice I rewound it a little bit. He's got that jacket on with the black. It's black, but it's got the white or silver belt. He's got yeah. je- he's got his jeans on. So he went Oh, after, yeah, he does. After his match, he went and either took his trunks off or he left his trunks on and just pulled his jeans up over it. And I thought that's what I was popping at too. Because he's out there with the jeans on with the jacket. It's just, I don't know, Doc. Can you describe it? Look at him. Bruh, he looks like David Lee Roth guest hosting Star Search out there. He looks like the guys from fucking Critters. What? You remember that, that fucking movie Critters? I haven't seen it since it came out. And the... <laughs> The fucking space guys, they were, they were like the cops, <laughs> like the bounty hunters, they were fucking gonna, aliens. Doc's going to Google it, and he's going to see it. And to fucking blend in, they went to this house, and they had fucking they had fucking MTV on, it was the typical like 80s rock band was playing, and they copied their look to fucking blend in, and that's what it looks like. <laughs> It's so ridiculous. And, I mean, Bobby's got the same thing on, but Stan looks more ridiculous for some reason. Yeah, because he's, he, he's got the sunglasses on. He's got the sunglasses, the herringbone necklace, the smile. Him and Bobby are, you know, they see they see, they see, see some woman in this crowd, and they're, they're tapping each other on the shoulder again. You know, they're, they're doing what they do. It's, it's, it's their gimmick, man. They, they, they're living the dream, brother. <laughs> oh, these two. Okay. Doc, any other thoughts on it? He's... No, it was real good. Yeah. Real good. All right. So after Corny in the Midnight, the Varsity Club defeat uh, Crash Chandler and Steve Casey, if I got the names right. Uh, Doc, any thoughts on that? So Steve Casey was on a clash, and now this is the next time we've seen him. Yep. Mm. Tagging with Crash Chandler, who I don't know what the hell that guy was doing out there. Yeah, yeah, that guy sucked. Well, I Come think on. I think he's got... No, I'm, I'm not trying to make fun of him when I say this. Bro, that dude looks like the keyboard player in Kansas. I think... <laughs> Hopper, I think he's got... Carry boxing. on my wayward son. Hopper, I think he's got boxing boots on. Some, yeah. And his like, tights look, look weird. Yeah, he's it's like he's got capris on or something, but but his but his, but his boots are that's I think that's boxing boots. It is. I don't think that's sneakers. I, I think it is. Yeah. Um. In oh, Spivey and Doctor Death are just manhandling him because he he kind of does look a little lost out there. I don't know how else to describe it. But um, yeah, nothing much. Definitely not a ten five star match or anything. After that, we go to Sting, who cuts like a 30-second promo, and Sting talks for 30 seconds, and he says absolutely nothing, Doc. Or did you have something from it? I'm trying to look and see. He didn't even scream. No. I said, My note here was Sting basically said that the bookers are ignoring him. And this promo was fucking shit. It was 30 seconds, and he didn't scream. I need a Sting scream every promo. That's, that's, what, that's what I need. It's okay if you don't. So then after that, we go to uh, Butch Reed, who defeats <laughs> Gator Gilmore. <laughs> and 
And then JR, I should have wrote down a timestamp. JR mentions that Teddy Long was Ebony Magazine's Man of the Year. It, which I, I looked it up and he, and he was. <laughs> well, I didn't look it up. Was he really? No. Okay. Fucking Mike. Mark Mills. I was yeah. about to say, no way. Teddy Long, according to JR, is Ebony Man of the Ebony Magazine Man of the Year in 1989. Who? Why was he messing with Teddy like that? Because he can. Yeah. You know, JR's been on a roll lately because he's messing with Murdoch. Now he's messing with the referee. Uh, we know that you're podcasting, Harper. Oh, wrong person. Mikey just texted <laughs> you and me to tell us he was podcasting. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Yeah, it would have been great if you'd have responded to that text from 10 o'clock this morning a little earlier, but hey, whatever. Which one? The one that said, hey, are you going to come on tonight? And if so, is it 7 o'clock? Oh. Oh, that was you. That was me. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's sorry. okay. All right. So, Doc, your thoughts on JR's commentary is JR is obviously out there trying to entertain himself these days. Absolutely. He's out there doing the, the funnies for himself. He's like a one-man show, dude. I know he's got Magnum out there with him, but I don't know. I kind of feel like he's like – he's not Dutch when Dutch was entertaining himself and Bob Cottle in early Smokey, but he's definitely out there like – like, you know, he did the Murdoch thing for a few weeks. Now he's saying Teddy Long is Ebony Magazine Man of the Year. Eh, good stuff. All right, so we keep going. Then we got Michael Hayes and JYD. They defeat, uh, I didn't even write down the names, uh, someone named Knight and Royal. That's right. Um, again, Matsuda is out there doing some scouting uh, because, you know, he's <laughs> evidently Whatever. he was not offended by uh, JYD's uh very, very unprofessional antics last week and Michael Hayes' um, slang words thrown at him. But uh, any thoughts on Hayes and JYD, Doc? I'm interested to see where it goes, but no. Don't hold your breath. Let me just say that. Okay. Two weeks after Hayes does that, something happens. So I think it might be next week. We'll see. I can't remember. It's coming soon, though. Something is about to happen. And then Hayes and JYD cut a very quick promo as they're going off air, and they tell us they are heading to Louisiana. They got some shows coming up there. And that's it. We go off air. So with all that said, that is how this week's episode of Saturday Night wraps up. And we need to do the ratings and give out some Rolexes here. Before we do so, I want to remind you, please use our Amazon referral link, tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Great way to support this show if you're already shopping on Amazon. Again, the link is tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Thank you for using it. Give that link to wives, girlfriends, boyfriends, family members, whatever you have in your life, and tell them to use it every time they shop on Amazon. We certainly would appreciate it. All right, Doc, Um, I got a feeling you're going to give this episode a little bit better rating than you gave last week because you gave last week an F. So what are you giving this one? F, F plus? Yeah, maybe so. What do you No. What did I tell you last week? We really need baseball season to kick in. It's about to start. <laughs> um, it's coming up. 
I'm gonna say a straight up garden variety C. Yeah. C? Okay. Uh, Harper, you agree? A C? Yeah. Just a regular C. Bullshit C. I'll give those it a. Get, those get degrees. I'll give it a C plus. Oh. Good I, I, I had a lot more fun talking about it than I did watching it. Let me say absolutely, because yeah. I was at a C minus coming in. I think the sheik put me at a C plus. Thanks for joining well, us today. Sheik. It was only an hour and sixteen minutes instead of an hour and a half. So, this, so that that was cool. There we go. So when we get to the forty-five minute shows, that that's automatically a B, right? Oh yeah. But I can but I can tell you, I don't like the direction this is going with the WWE kind of segments with the Danger Zone. Yeah. Well, let me tell y'all, too, the countdown is on. I think we've only got, like, f- four more studio shows. I quit. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we're about to leave the studio. I think we leave oh, the studio. Oh, I forgot about that. Why would you first, leave the studio? First or second week in April. I can't remember the exact one, but it's coming it's up. It's the studio. And then it goes to the fucking, uh, the fucking Star Trek-looking thing with Center the States. smoke and, yeah. Mom, they don't do the. Don't think they do the smoke at first. It's the that, feel is different. It's it's louder in center stage, but it's because it's there's more people there. But um, where was center stage? Well, it was right between left stage and right stage. Atlanta. Yeah. The ATL, bro. All right, let's the dirty, uh, dirty south. So we do need to give out a Rolex. Uh, before we do so, remember if you want our class reviews, you want our Shy Town Rumble pay per view review, you can get it at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. That's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Would appreciate it if you signed up. Thank you very much, everybody who signed up recently. All right, so we need to give out a Rolex. Uh, I guess I got to give it to Corny. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Corny. Who are you giving yours to, Doc? I had three candidates. Wyndham, because he cut a really good promo. That was and good, too, yes. And he needed one after you know a few weeks of not doing good ones. Uh, Stan Lane for his overall ridiculous scene. But I'm going with Corny. Okay. Uh, Harper, who are you going to go with? I guess Cornette. I mean, we we saw Fla- uh, Rick Flair do the worst promo that he's ever done. It was very yeah. monotone. Yes. All right, Doc. We got a few minutes. Do you want to do that Sopranos thing we were supposed to do last week? We should do that. All right. So give me a second, and I will um, I will pull it up as I'm stopping the uh, video review version. So, Doc, do you want to set up what? The, the whole Sopranos thing we were talking about where what happens so, happens. I, I'm trying to remember. It's a um, priest in Vegas. Yeah, so Harper, have you been listening to the Sopranos podcast? No. Bruh. This is stuff Mike's been sending me. All right. Well, it's, so, it's Bobby and Chrissy. Yeah. And it's pretty great. And so they're talking about a priest in Vegas. And how he's, <laughs> how he used to like to uh, go to the strip clubs. Uh-huh. And so the way they got on the topic, Hopper, was they were talking about 
that ridiculous priest in The Sopranos. Oh. Uh, what was what was the father's name in The Sopranos, Doc? Father Phil. Father Phil. Oh my God. And I think this is the episode where Father Phil is at home with Carmela. With Carmela and mind fucking her. I really thought like I was like they're gonna do it. Like the first time I watched Sopranos, I was like they might actually do it, but it doesn't happen. But anyway, um, or maybe it wasn't that one because no, that was the college episode, so it wasn't that one. But it was right after that one. So anyway, they're talking about the priest again and how the priest is like counseling Carmela about you know marriage isn't always easy and all this stuff. So then Bobby and Chris go on a discussion about this priest in Vegas, which I thought was fantastic. Here it is. I'm going to try to play it. Let me see, make sure the audio comes through. Friendly with a priest in Vegas, a father, Dave, who used to hang out at the crazy horse strip club. No lie. Wow. wow. He's still in Vegas. The crazy horse, he was there all the time. He was friends with our pal Ricky and the priest was there. Hmm. Our it's Lady of the Lap Dance. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, listen, I never said, I'm not saying he did anything wrong. I just find that, you know, you, you're supposed to be celibate. Uh, that's tough. That's a no, tough. That's, I don't think that's approved by the, uh, by the Vatican. No, the, no, no, they, don't, don't, they don't go. I don't think so. Maybe if they say six feet apart, social distancing, you could... As long as you don't get a lap dance, he turned the collar around, Father. Something maybe like that. Maybe he was. Maybe he was hearing confessions in the. Uh, maybe in the in the VIP room. Um. Do <laughs> uh, you know it's great, but. <laughs> Our Lady of the Lap Dance. <laughs> Our Lady. The, it's funny because you can hear pieces of their character come out. Yeah, in their, in their shoot life, the and the way they interact, Bacala's hilarious, dude, and Chrissy's great. You need to start listening to that, yeah. Harper. All right, Harper, Mike, says, Mike says he's going to get him to come on our show. Yeah, I don't know, right. like, well, no, I tweeted, I tweeted at Steve because uh, Chrissy, Michael Imperioli, he doesn't have a Twitter. Smart uh, so man. I, so, well, no, he's on Instagram and he's got a lot of followers, but I don't really do Instagram that much. So anyway, I tweeted at. Steve, like saying, dude, y'all are, this is great, man. Y'all are, y'all, this is some good stuff. And he followed me back. Now he follows a lot of people, but he followed me back. And I don't want to like beg him, but I was like, dude, I know we do a wrestling podcast, but you want to come on and be a guest sometime? I don't know, man. He's, the dude is hilarious, man. Them together are like the perfect antidote. They're kind of feeling each other out and working it out because, you know, they're on Skype and they're not in person. So, like sometimes they'll talk over each other, and it's it's kind of hard on Skype. You got to feel each other out, but they're hilarious, Doc. Am I lying? No, no, it's great stuff. It's hilarious. Yeah. Their interplay, talking about the uh, the episodes. I- I'm trying to go slower so that I don't get caught up, so that I don't, you know, blow your load. Exactly, like that, iron that's cheek. A, yeah, the thing that's slowing me down too, and I'm doing this on purpose, is I like I'll watch the episode before. I listen to it that way I can like, so I, you know, like I'm on the treadmill, I'll watch the episode and then I'll, then I'll listen to it. it, it it's good stuff though, man. Those two are hilarious together. But anyway, uh, can you imagine a pre oh, dude? There is no priest. It, we're supposed to be a religious free zone, but a priest should not be in a strip club. Come on. No, I don't know. 
Chrissy's right. Our Lady of the Lap Dance. I mean, do we turn the collar around farther? <laughs> do you social distance? <laughs> How do you social distance for a lap dance? Like, is that even possible? What? <laughs> That's no. what he was saying. How do you social distance? Is it all right for a, is it all right for a priest to go into a strip club as long as he doesn't? I don't think dance? so. Priests aren't my in my denomination, so I can't tell you. Aubrey, this is your this is your neck of the woods. You're a good Catholic boy from Metairie. Should the priest go into the strip club? No. Even if he doesn't that. spend money. No. Come on, Harper. The man's got to live some kind of way. I mean, I mean, go fucking none. <laughs> no, no. I've what? always wondered why why fucking. I mean, because the they're nuns, not supposed to. They're supposed I mean, to be simple. What's the wrong? nuns are in the same fucking boat, bro. <laughs> They somebody can't be go fucking either, but but somebody, see, what's wrong with you? Somebody get Guevara out of the sensitivity training. Harper's got to occupy both chairs. I'm just saying, <laughs> you, you think you play? Hey, you scratch my back, I scratch yours because they can't tell on each other. So it, <laughs> it's the perfect situation. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? Yes. I'm not. I'm scared. To, I'm scared to respond. Yeah, I'm just gonna let him hang right, out. Mike? Well, no, no, right, Mike. Me. I mean, fuck the nuns got needs too. You think it's 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 perfect because they can't fucking rat on each other. Because if they do, they they're gonna fucking uh, you know rat themselves out. You know, you scratch my ass, I'll scratch yours. Okay. Maybe playing that soundbite wasn't a good idea, Doc. Well, you never know until you try with Harper. Let me tell you something. Before anybody sends me to hate mail, that's the Catholic one over there. That's a good Catholic boy from Metairie. Not, not, not me or the Doxter. Now, we ain't into that. That's nice. <laughs> What? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's the Catholic boy. He's he's the one making these statements. I'm just yeah. saying it makes sense. Ten four power, I guess. Woo! All right. Um. All right. Well, before we get out of here, I want to remind everyone: uh, please check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the Northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. Also, check out the Bottom Line Cast with Mike Pru and JV. They do our ECW show on our Patreon feed at tinyurl.com/patreonbtt. They also do a free show called the Bottom Line Cast on the Career Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, Doc, you got anything else before we get out of here? It's getting late, man. No, I'm pretty blown up, man. Yeah. I am too. Hopper, what about you? Anything? No, let's roll. Arshik, I tell Hopper, hit the bucket pitch, bend it over, <laughs> give it, break neck, break back, Bubba. Have a good one tonight in Bar Hopper. Okay. Peace be with you. <laughs> hit the tagline, Hopper. Bucket, bitch.